Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You want to fight? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, welcome to the Sucker Punch Podcast with Sam and Nate. All right, Nate, we're going to go, we're going to start breaking down the nominations. Do you have any nominations? I have like one real nomination. Do you have any, uh, a long list? I have a person that I want to nominate for a cosmic hug, but we can talk about that later. Cosmic So this is not a sucker punch. A cosmic hug. I want to send a cosmic, a... What, what would you call it, a virtual hug out to this person All right. for being a good human being. That's good. But we can save that till the end if you want to. Yeah, that's for the, that, that, that'll be a good segment, cosmic hug segment. Um, I don't have many. I, I, I really, I think like whatever I had planned to talk about as far as my Sucker Punch nominations were, were kind of overshadowed when, um, when this poor girl, Molly Tibbetts, was uh, finally found and it was, you know, reported that um, this this guy, Christian Rivera, which is crazy because that's my son's name. It's very disturbing. But uh, when he uh, reportedly confessed to, to um, committing the crime, that now, you know, her death is kind of being used to to push a, a, you know, conversation about illegal immigration and, and violent crime. And, you know, my heart breaks for that family and, and what they have to go through, um, what they've been going through. And, you know, there's been reports that they don't really want her death to be publicized and it to be kind of out there. And, and now uh, there are reports that the, the president himself has made comments about how there, there needs to be a wall because this is just another example. And it, it just it, it just is pretty sickening that they would take this as an opportunity for another political talking point instead of they, they, they don't even have to say anything. Well, the thing the, the disgusting thing is that everything nowadays becomes a political talking point. You don't even get the body in the ground, the body is still warm of these people that die and these politicians or, you know, people that identify politically, they come out and make their stance and it's, you know, it's just a complete lack of compassion that we have, you know, and it's, it happens in this instance where you have Trump 
who has been saying the same tired ass thing for over a year now about building the wall. So he uses this opportunity, but it's the same exact thing that happens when like we have a school shooting and you can't even give the family time to mourn before you start preaching. Oh, we need a wall. Oh, we need gun control. And it just completely explodes. And I, you know, it comes from a complete lack of compassion, you know, and it's, it's just, it's always ongoing and nothing is ever going to be done about it. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that this is the reason why these politicians, the reason why politicians and them do it is because th- that's their whole agenda. They're, they're, they're going to make money. I mean, look, if, if anybody thinks that the reason why, um, uh, Trump wants to build a wall has more to do with actual legal immigration and not the fact that he's going to be putting in his, um, you know, construction companies or, or being, he's not going to make money off of it in some way, then they're right. Y'all are ridiculous. That's, that's to me, that's exactly why he pushes that so much. How much money does he stand to make from it? Um, but, but the other thing is like, they just don't allow people to mourn without having to have a conversation about what the solution to homicide is. A wall isn't going to stop people from committing homicide and uh, gun control isn't going to necessarily stop people from committing homicide. I do think I'm not one of those people that think um, there should be necessarily gun control as much as there should be more because there is gun control. If you want to, you know, somebody will probably be like, there's not gun control, Sam. People are walking around with M16s and all that. I'm just saying, like, they need to have a little more stricter guidelines. There should be something um, put in place. Yeah. But um, without getting on that topic, it's it's just I feel like it, it turns into a way for people to try to fix a problem that in, in a lot of ways is unfixable. We're not going to stop right. people from committing these crimes. We're not really going to, you know, make the world so much safer by taking away certain weaponry and i've always said that about i was like you know when they when they say oh religion causes a lot of problems i'm like look a hammer could build a house or 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 hurt somebody a knife could prepare a meal or hurt somebody it's not the word itself it's how people use it so it's not just about guns and it's not about immigrants it's just people people do bad things and they take advantage of of other people and, you know, bringing up these political talking points are just ways for either people to push their agenda or, or citizens to try and, you know, find an answer for unsolvable problems. Yeah, I mean, there, there is no cure for the human condition. You know, you're, you're not going to solve, you know, why do people commit murders? I mean, it's been happening since day one. And, you know, you're, we just compound these things by making more laws. Let's, hey, I've got an idea. Let's build a wall. You know what I mean? So it becomes this, an actual physical structure, you know, and then it becomes kind of this mythic figure, too, of, you know, hey, let's just, we can solve our problems by putting this barrier between us. And I don't think that's worked ever in human history, you know? And it, it's kind of like... uh 
like I was thinking about, you know, like you said about the hammer, you know, can be a, a tool to build or, you know, used to tear down as well. And it's, I don't think people think enough, you know, like let's use the uh, Israel and Palestine situation, right? Going, been going on for a long time. And it's like, okay, well, what side do you take? And that's where the problems come in. What side do you take? Okay, why do I have to take a side? You know, you know whose side I take? I take the Palestinian side and I take the Israeli side. They both look across to each other and say, hey, we've had enough of this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we need to figure out what's going on. I'm not on the Israeli side. I'm not on the Palestinian side. There's a mutual wrong going on. And there's people in between that are getting hurt. And they're the ones that are like, there's no sides. We're killing. You know, there's there's murder here. You know? Yeah. I'm on the preserving human life side. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, if you try to take one side, then there will always be conflict. If you don't try to meet somewhere exactly. in the middle. But, yeah. Right. Well, I think that since there are no other nominations, then everyone that is making the tragedy of Molly Tibbetts loss a political talking point gets a sucker punch in the face. Congratulations. You are all winners. Uh, but yeah, my, my heart definitely breaks for those people. I can't even imagine, you know, just, just suffering for the not knowing. And, you know, you could say that at least they have some closure um, but that's just a, that's just tragedy, man. That, I mean, she was like 20 years old. 20. Yeah. yeah. Too, too soon. Well, yeah. <clears throat> um, I want to, speaking of tragedy, I know that a while back you told me that your dog just came in from playing or was outside or something like that. And it had its, uh, its back legs were paralyzed. Right. Yeah. And that broke my heart, you know, and you made me laugh because I was like, well, you know, what, is, how did they say it happened? You're like, it doesn't matter. Like the dog, you know, the dog's not going to come in and be like, hey, yeah, I was just walking out there and then something bit me, you know, yes. it doesn't matter. The, the so, fact of it is the dog is paralyzed, which is sad. But I've, I said that to say this, uh, and a shout out to my, my friend Lowell, I've known him since kindergarten, but he called me the other day and he had a little chihuahua that was like, I want to say she's like 12 or 13 years old and she passed away and he was like upset and it kind of like broke my heart, you know, cause I've known the dog too for a while, but, uh, I don't know really what brought that up, but uh, yeah. I was thinking about it just now. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, somebody, it, I'm kind of sad and I feel bad for my friend. Like I could tell that he wanted yeah. to, to cry and he it, was like it's, holding it's, it back. And stuff. It's crazy. Like I, I, Man, I've been through so much crazy things and and then and then my my dog becomes paralyzed and it hit me so hard like I I feel ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous how much like my wife even said I haven't seen you that sad. I've never seen you that sad. And yeah. And she was around when my grandfather died and that sounds so messed up to say that, but my grandfather was 98 years old. He had dementia. We were very prepared. He was a very very old man and he right. uh, he was laughing till probably the last day he was here so you know it, it's it's different um 
you get prepared when you like my grandmother right now is a hundred and and one years old, man. That just yeah, blows my mind. But uh, going back, somebody asked me. They were like, "How did how did he become paralyzed?" And I was like, "I don't know. He won't tell me. I've asked him. He just <laughs> he just he shuts me out. He doesn't yeah. talk at all. It's pretty upsetting." Uh, but ever uh, since that event, ever since then, I, maybe maybe since he was a puppy, I, it's hard to tell. He's he's depressed. He's depressed. Yeah. He was. I would be too. No man, but he's taking it like a champ. I put it, I built him a wheelchair. And you know, just for those that are listening, that's also what Sucker Punch is about. Like I wanted I haven't been able to do that segment cuz sometimes I'm like I don't know if it's a great segment. You know, in the sense of so Sucker Punch of the week is who is on your long or short list of this person deserves just to to take one on the chin, just one. You know, that 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 manager that's been that was uh, given a promotion before you, but you've been training them for for six months now, excuse me, six months now. And maybe they don't deserve it as much as the person that gave them the position. And I'm not saying literally punch them in the face, although there's some people that literally deserve that. And I would say, hey, why don't you bring them down to my gym and we can put some gloves on mouthpiece, headgear, get in the ring. And you could hash it out. That's one of my favorite ways to get over conflict. We buy a beer, have a steak afterwards, all right? That's the way it's yeah. done. But you violence know violence and beer. Violence and beer. Gosh, man. I mean, it's the what but not 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 just any violence, but yeah. I guess, you know, for lack of a better word, sanctioned Sanctioned violence. violence. Let's call it this mutual combat. They they have laws in, in other uh, wonderful states where you could challenge somebody to mutual combat, and if there's a witness and you say, "Hey, do, I, do you agree to do you agree to mutual com- combat?" and if they agree, boom, you got to fight, and then y'all are all good. But um, but what I was getting at is that sucker punch is also about, you know, we all go through hardships, and sometimes you know life comes at you fast, life comes at you hard. Um, you're gonna get sucker punched, and my dog got it. Out of nowhere, he's paralyzed. My sister, after battling, it's been a pretty rough year for my family, man. My after battling uh, cancer many years ago and and beating it, and she's been doing fine. She was feeling really fatigued, and people thought she, you know, they kept telling her, "Oh, we," she she had recently had a baby. She has three grown kids. Her youngest of her eldest is eighteen, and then she has another baby and. When she told me, I was like, oh, my God, you were almost free. You were almost there. They were almost all gone. And then you had yeah. a, now she has a toddler and it's a beautiful baby. But that has to mess with your head. So she thought and everybody else thought, well, you're probably, you know, kind of postpartum depression and you're going through that. And um, it turned out that she was having renal failure and she's so oh, wow. she, she needs um, she's on dialysis now. And she needs a kidney transplant. So she just recently got um, approved on, um, I guess, when when that happens, if you're trying to get a kidney transplant, you have to have um, a certain kind of insurance. And then you have to have another, you have to have like double insurance. And until she gets, um, how would you say, uh, 
until she gets qualified for that. Uh, she wasn't able to start having people tested um, for a match. And so now that's all gone through. So now soon we'll all be, you know, the, the, the people that are, are looking to help her out and donate a kidney, we, we all will be um, tested soon. So that was a major sucker punch to her, man. I mean, she just had a baby and now, you know, the whole family is feeling that, you know, she, she's really going through a, a crazy time. And, and, uh, on, on top of that, what was it like a month before my dog, this is getting depressing. I love you, Deb. <laughs> Shout out to my sister, Deb. She's awesome. She's hilarious. And she's going to be okay. If she doesn't get my kidney, she's going to get somebody's kidney. Anybody out there have a kidney laying around, dust it off, put it in a cooler, hit me up. Anyway, hopefully it's been hopefully it's been in a cooler. Yes, don't not like just yeah. We I think you get it. For those of you who just yeah. keep kidneys, and wired. that's that's why I don't know if we should do the uh, other sucker punch. All right, it is sucker punch of the week. Who do you think should get punched in the face? And then sucker punch <laughs> of the week. Have you been punched in the face recently? Do you want right. to talk about it? That could be pretty. Like if I gave you the red, there's more. To what has happened to my family this this year and it's ugh, it's exhausting just thinking about it but yeah man i have a friend that is in the hospital right now and like the past few days his wife was uh you know it went from like you know he's taken a turn for the worse to now he's you know his fever's broken and they're going to be able to continue surgery and you want to talk about just being sucker punched by life man like he uh he came down with a condition called vasculitis, right, which was completely screwing with him. The medicines, like, you know, swells his face up, and on top of, you know, having this, it's almost like, uh, I think it's similar to, like, diverticulitis, you know? Yeah. It's, well, it's like an autoimmune disease, if if I recall correctly. I should know more about it. but But anyways, and then, if that wasn't enough, he found out that he had uh, some type of cancer as well. And, like, that just, you want to talk about being sucker-punched by life, man. Yeah. And I think that's what's what's troubling him in, or, or it's like a combination of both of them. I think it, his stomach ruptured, and they had to start doing surgery. And, of course, like, his, since he already has the autoimmune disease, you know, they had to stop surgery or they were going to, they found out they're going to have to continue it somewhere else, but his body just wasn't going to allow them to, you know? Yeah. So that's where she said things took a turn for the worse. And, but man, I mean, this is a guy that was, you know, always a good looking dude, you know, funny, uh, lover of music, played in bands, stuff like that, just all around good guy. And then boom, life. That's crazy. Hits him in the nuts, man. Oh, man. Wow. But, I mean, what? I think that's the duality of what Sucker Punch is, right? Yeah. You know, you yeah. have people that just deserve it because they're assholes. And they don't get it. And then, yeah. And I guess that's, what is that, like? That's, li- that's the laws Murphy's... of karma. Ugh, I don't know. There yeah. is no karma, man. Like, my, my sister, you know, not to, my sister, like, literally, when we were kids, one, she's hilarious. She's always trying to lift your spirits. But 
we we when we were kids, our our mother, my my grandfather was a pastor. My mother took us to church. I swear, or Kingdom Hall, like through anywhere from two to four times a week. And everyone in the family had you know spiritual troubles. So you know there's there's people that are very dedicated to the Lord and they go out and doing those things and spread the word and. All five of us have been very dedicated and all five of us, all four of us have had our issues. Debbie, out of all of us, is the the one that's always walked the path. She got married when she was like, I want to, let's see, if I was 16, she was like maybe 19 or 20. She was like maybe 20 years old when she got married um, to one of the guys that like we pretty much grew up with. in in the kingdom hall in the church and um and uh she they've been together for 25 years four children and it happens to her so there is no there is no uh rhyme or reason to uh there's a little shout out to old spice (laughs) right right in the middle of that uh (laughs) But anyway, not to. Anyway, Debbie is awesome, and if I did crack jokes about her situation, she would be the first one to to laugh about it and everything. So I don't know, Nate. Let's change the subject. All I'm right. To, okay. I don't. I don't bring my bottle of whiskey with me, so I'm, right. I'm sipping I've got on some, lemonade over here. I've got some delicious purified water going into my system mm, right now. Delicious. So we could switch gears and start talking about sanctioned violence, as aforementioned. We could do that. We have who? Gathji versus James Vick coming up this weekend. Yeah. Uh, or maybe Gaethje. I don't know. How the hell you say his name? Gaethje, Gachi. Gotcha. Anyway, um, some people will call him Rock'em Sock'em. Or the human punching bag, because his last yeah. two fights were... Depends on what kind of night. Yeah. No, he's a badass, man. I mean, if you look at his record, he came into the UFC. Wasn't he undefeated? Yeah, he came into the UFC 18-0. Yeah. and 0, um, And, of course, we're horrible at this. Or I'm horrible at this. Was it the World Series of Fighting? Yeah. Right? Okay, 18-0. and 0, I believe he was a champion there. Comes into the UFC. And honestly, man... He wins against Michael Johnson with a a second round TKO, and then he has a third round and a fourth round or a third round loss to Eddie Alvarez, fourth round loss to Dustin Poirier. Um, the one thing I'll say, man, is they are hard. I mean, those were wars that he yeah, lost. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't like he was some crazy pushover. He didn't get ran you know ran over by these you know high level elite fighters and i really think it's just uh due to the fact that he's one of those and please don't jump me justin morons that believes in giving everyone uh, a show and i'm not saying don't go out there and give a show i'm saying why don't you give a show by executing what martial arts is and taking your opponent out as quickly as possible with efficient technique. Now, I think he's going to do, I have, I, I, I'm going to put my money on him. I'm going to, 
I'm going to say he's going to win. And and the, the reason I say that is, what is, and, and I could be totally wrong, but we got, what's this guy's name? Um, Vic, James Vic. Yeah, James Vic. James Vic, um, he's definitely going to be taller. Uh, he definitely has the reach and everything. So that should kind of like on, t- on, on paper, he's probably, you know, going to beat this guy, right? But I think with a guy like Justin Gaethje, like the the biggest asset that he has is he's like a Terminator, man. That dude is going to keep coming, keep coming. You have to, I mean, hurt him bad in order to take him out of this fight. And I believe that uh, he did, uh, it was reported that he said he's going to come in and he's going to fight smarter. He's, he's not going to sit there and, and do what he did the last two fights because he wants to be a world champion. And the day that he doesn't care about being world champion anymore is the day he retires. So I think he's going to come in here and he's going to use his durability, which to me is the worst compliment you can give a fighter, but he's going to use his durability. He's going to stack some really smart fighting behind it, I hope. And I think he's going to walk away with a win. That's yeah, I, I kind of disagree, but I mean, I'm, it's because I'm a somewhat of a Vic fan. Yeah, and I think you you hit on it. He's taller, he's rangier, but uh, Gatsy he said uh, he said if Vic outclasses me, that I'm going to hang up the gloves. So yeah, we'll see, man. But I I just think that I think Vic is a he's a slick fighter. Yeah, um, I'm not. What is he? He's got a pretty good fight streak going on, doesn't he? I think. Well, he's only got one um, loss. So that's a yeah. pretty, he, whether it was his last fight or no, he's he's um, he's won his last five or no, his last four. But, OK, you know, we'll look at it. Right. He beat Ramsey Najim or whatever. He beat mm-hmm. Valmir uh, Lazaro, Nick Halen, Jake Matthews, whoever the heck. And nobody knows he lost to who who's who's been ill Dar, Darish. I'm not, I mean, he's probably somebody. He's definitely yeah. a person. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> he's an entity. I hope so. Uh, oh, no, he's 14-4 and four with one draw. Like, I'm not trying to shit on Vic. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, Vic, you got a pretty good record, right? Well, let's go through the people you're beating. You lost to somebody no one cares about. And then you got Abel, uh, Abel Trujillo. Marco Reyes, Joe Duffy, and Francisco Trinidad. Trinidad, whatever his name is, all right? Trinaldo. <laughs> Trinaldo. Anyway, I'm saying that, I, I, I mean, I didn't <clears throat> see who uh, Justin Gaethje was fighting in uh, the World Series. I'm just saying, who's, who's James Vick really beating? So he's going to be a slick fighter, yeah. uh, you know? More than likely, he will win, but I don't know, man. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a good fight. Well, you know, James Vick's hero is his mom. Oh, so. well, that's it. James Vick, gotta, I changed my mind. Yeah. James Vick win for the win. That's it. Got to go for the mama's boy. That's it. Um, who else is on that card? We Michael got, Johnson. Right? Yeah, Michael Johnson and Andre Feely. Uh, oh, touchy feely. Touchy feely. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> on 
Andre Touchy Feely. He's pretty good, dynamic, but he's eighteen and yeah. five. Although Michael Johnson's eighteen and twelve, so you know, let's go ahead, flip a coin. Uh, let's go with Andre Feely. He's coming yeah. out of Alpha Male, so this this guy's wrestling wrestling should be pretty damn good. Uh, I know he's a pretty decent striker. He's got tattoos on his neck, so you know he doesn't mind a little bit of pain. Yeah, tattoos on the neck. You know, you. <laughs> definitely show the world class a world class fighter that's right with tattoos on the neck tattoos on the neck man um this is what 145 right i like michael johnson though yeah I, I wish that what which is he still with uh the black zillions or did that i thought dissolve? i haven't I, even heard anything yeah i think they did dissolve i don't know i don't care <laughs> oh he's just one of those guys that i another one of those guys that i was like man he needs to get with the right camp. Yeah. You know, some he, of those he probably camps, should be just, in um, Arizona with Winkle John. Yeah. Let me see if I can find out who he's with. Them or, or um, you know, who it, uh, with uh, like DC's camp. Oh, yeah. That would be Alliance, a good, right? Alliance, I guess. I don't know. We are so on top of this shit. We are. I mean, come on, guys. We're if you wanted the most specific opinions <laughs> i'll break it down for you he's from this or that fight camp and boom he's gonna win because of it <laughs> no I, it's no, not I, alliance that's too no uh, it's not it's aka who demetrius is with right he's aka yeah he should get with um i think he should be with the dc camp that would get his his wrestling really really good i mean he's 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 a good striker i think if his wrestling was on point That'd be crazy. So there's some rumors. Yeah. Some rumors. Um, one uh, next. So we have that fight tomorrow on the 25th. We got Justin Gaethje and James Vick. Then on September 8th, is that the very next weekend? No way. No, there has to be a gap. Yeah. Okay. So two weeks later. So two weeks from now, we got uh, Tyrone Woodley. Oh, yeah. And um, Darren Till, that one's going to be a, a great fight. I'm looking forward to that. But what's, sure. what's happening with the rumor mill, I guess, I don't know. It may have been confirmed. There's one. One is confirmed. I saw a report on it. It's set on, let me see, is it 23? I heard 223. No, not 223 because we're already on 228. Let me see it. But they said that Amanda Nunez and Cyborg are fighting. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, that one I'm like, you know, because like, who do you think? Freaking Cyborg. How could you think otherwise? I mean, I could see that Amanda might have some sharper uh, striking, maybe. Yeah. But I just see her getting like, walked down. Yeah. You know, I I have to agree with you. I mean, I hope it's the other way around. You but... want to see Amanda Nunez win? Yeah, I'd love to see that, man. I like Amanda Nunez. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't like dislike her. I just, I don't, I don't feel like rooting for her. Also, I I guess in a way, it's more like I feel like Cyborg has been overlooked for so long. She's like one of those like she should have been here a long time ago, but. 
they weren't yeah. gonna they weren't gonna feed Ronda Rousey to that. Yeah, we're gonna poor Ronda Rousey. They were gonna feed her to a, a cyborg. Like that would have been the worst decision the UFC ever made. So th- yeah. they just left her out there, and so now that she's here, should they they still aren't doing much with her. You know, this is gonna be right. the, the biggest fight. I mean, she hasn't faced Holly Holm yet. Who has she faced? You know what I mean? Who has she faced that was a big fight? Yeah, I don't I don't even know. You know, so... I'm honestly not a Cyborg fan. Oh, yeah? You know, I'm just not. And I think that, uh, you know, like like you said, they weren't going to throw their, their meal ticket, being Ronda Rousey, to Cyborg. They wanted to hype her up. She sold fights. You know, people like to tune in to watch her. When in the first round, she was like a female Mike Tyson, right? And Cyborg comes in, and you have to question your eyeballs, and you're thinking, this looks like a dude that just grew his hair out, and I don't think she sells tickets. Yeah. That's terrible to say, but, I mean, it's the reality of it, you know? Yeah. And I could be wrong. Maybe she does sell tickets, but... I can't even find her. Is she? Does she even exist? I think we just made her up. Yeah. No, I got her over here. She's won against Leslie Smith, Lisa Landsberg, Tanya Evinger, Holly Holm, a five-round decision, and Yana, blah blah blah. That's real. That's her real name. Just blah blah blah. <laughs> I pronounced that perfectly. Anyway, I don't know, man. It's hard to. I mean, she's. What is her one loss? When did that happen? A no contest. Oh. Hiroko Yamanaka. But other than that, she's running over poor people. Man, there's a a picture of her checking Holly Holmes' chin with a right hook. And, you know, it's just one of those pictures where she looks like Rocky from Mask. (laughs) It's terrible. Oh my God! If I were if I were Holly Holmes, I'd want that taken down so bad. That sucks. So that fight's happening. That's going to be a good one. I mean, like I said, I think she, I think she wins it. I think Nunez is going to. She's she's probably going to hit Cyborg more and harder than anyone else has, though. So we'll have to see. And I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not claiming. Cyborg has a weak heart or anything, but it is a test. You know what I mean? It's going to be a test for her. I just but feel we'll like Cyborg's probably way bigger than her. Yeah. You're probably yeah. right. And, if, and uh, well, I, you know, I guess, like, the rumors are that Holly Holm is a great striker, but she's not necessarily a hard hitter. So we could say that. But I don't yeah. know if... Um, Holly Holmes is a better striker than Amanda Nunez. I don't know. Yeah, more. I think more dynamic. She puts her combinations together better. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. So, man, but back to uh, Darren Till, man. Did you see how much bigger he was than Woodley? Yeah, it's insane. It's, it is. I mean, not, not that that's. I'm not too worried about Woodley. He's he's a small welterweight. Yeah, but. And he's, you know, obviously the champ. And, uh, but man, 
Darren Till. Like I never realized how big that dude was until that that I, moment I, where they stared off together. And he's missing Jeez. weight. Like I don't. I think he should be at two hundred five. Probably. I I don't like that. I I don't like the whole you're you're having a lot of success in a weight class you shouldn't even be in. But again, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, Tar- they just. Yeah, I was going to say, like, no, I was going to say Tyrone Woodley, like, with that said, um, Tyrone Woodley probably should be fighting at heavyweight. (laughs) You know what I mean? That dude's like a huge dude, man. I mean, uh, so, I don't know. I I could see Tyrone still winning that. I think it's just the, uh, that weight class thing will just never be resolved unless they start throwing, you know, more divisions in, like, because that's the biggest jump, right, from 170 to 185 is the only – isn't that the only, like, that's the only big jump, isn't it? That's the only, what, 15-pound jump, you know? 170 to or 185? Like Let me see, 155. No, I guess 155 to 170 is the same, right? But Yeah, so they're, they're fighting at 170, and then the next weight class is – is two oh five. No, it's one eighty five. No, one eighty five. Yeah, one eighty five and then two oh five. So Till could definitely make one eighty five. Yeah. Um, but my point was what I was saying is like, I mean, unless they wanted to kind of get silly and make like a a hundred and sixty three pound division or something like that, you know, in in between, you know, like a hundred and you yeah. know, seventy-five pound division. You know, they're they're never going to fix that, and it just comes from this being a sport. You know what I mean? In the real world, you don't get to choose who you're going to fight if you're in a fight. You know, well, I'm five foot seven, and I've been in fights with dudes that are like, you know, six foot two, six foot three, and outweighed me. You know, and it's just yeah. you know, I didn't get to be like, hey, wait a minute, pick on somebody yeah. your own size, buddy. But I tell you, I, th- um, I think the difference is is that one, like in boxing, I think boxing has maybe too many weight classes, but they break the weight classes down a little bit more. So you might have like one seventy, one, um, an even like a one seventy five division. Like there might be a five pound di- di- difference in in how they agree to the bout. So, so you know, you could, I think that could be something. So I think that is something that they could do where where they actually, depending on who you're fighting, like you have to be within a certain range. But if you're fighting someone like Darren Till and you're Tywin Woodley, y'all could agree to 175 pounds, 178 pounds. Why not? Both of you could easily make that weight. Why not agree to something like that instead of making it such a strict guideline so that it hurts fighters um, it's just, listen, if you weigh, yeah, but at the same time, like at the same time, I think, you know, if you're, it, it could be a strategy for the smaller guy too, the naturally more naturally, you know, sized fighter, like let's say Woodley is that guy for, you know, argument's sake, it's harder for Till to get down to 170 than it is for Woodley, you know, yeah, theoretically, but so if you're the champ, you're kind of depending on that. Like he's going to have to work a lot harder and deplete his body. Once again, I think it goes back to that. It, it's a sport, you know. So yeah. they learn to play, play the game. Well, no, and I guess you know? that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that 
it'll be up to the champion to dictate whether he's will allow this much weight to be missed or whether he won't. So if Tyrone says, hey, you have to make 170 or yeah, 175 is fine because Tyrone could also be like, look, man, do you think I would rather cut weight to 170 or weigh 180 pounds? You know, he might be like, I don't care. I'll weigh 180 pounds and take you on at 180. You don't have to cut that much weight, Darren. Let's meet at yeah. 180 and we could challenge the belt there. I'm going to feel great. You're still going to be a little depleted, but you're going to feel good. And I could whoop your ass whether you were depleted or not. And maybe maybe yeah. have it do it do it in a, a a way like that. But in order to get to the the belt, maybe there's stricter guidelines. I don't know. That might be the most ridiculous thing I ever proposed. But <laughs> but I'm just saying that they, they have to fix it. I think in boxing, there's there's a lot more weight classes and where that could be a little problematic. I think it's a little bit better in the sense that it allows people to sit at a more natural, less depleted, less dangerous weight cuts. Um, if you want to go all the way to 125 pounds and you weigh 140 pounds, that's on you. You don't have to. You could go to a lower right. weight class. I mean, a, a little bit higher weight class. The problem is, is the guy you're going to meet might be the guy who's like, oh, yeah, okay, so you walk around at 145 and you fight at 145. Well, I walk around at 180 and I fight at 145. That People are crazy like that and they do that. And that's the problem that happens with, yeah. you know, um, those weight classes. Um, so the, the there's rule- all kinds of There's all kinds of controversy in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what have we heard about Max Holloway? And his most recent, he had to drop out of a fight, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. And they were saying, like, was he concussed? Was it a bad weight cut? Had he been sick? Well, you know? they, yeah, I don't know that. The The report I heard was that he was concussed. So I think he, yeah. he probably had some bad uh, hard sparring maybe a week or so ago or, like, you know, the week earlier. And those things will linger, and maybe it was exacerbated by the weight cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, and and – I could be totally wrong. I don't know if it's like if I got a concussion um, last, let's say, you know, last Saturday or what? what's today, Friday. So it, let's say I'm Monday and then I'm over here trying to do a weight cut. If they examine me, would they say, man, you suffered a concussion recently? I don't know if that's even how it works. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, right. but, but that was the report regardless. So uh, yeah. I, I guess the rumor that I was going to get to is that the Nate Diaz card, which is um, UFC 130, I think. Let me double check on that. We got UFC 129 with uh, McGregor and Magomedov, which is October 6th. And then 130, the main event is being is to be determined. And it's in New York, New York, a Madison Square Garden. You got a stacked card. The card's so stacked that Diaz Poirier is the number four card or the number four fight. So you got Diaz, uh, Costa, and Romero. You got Sousa and Branch. And then whoever these two shadowy figures are. And the rumor is that it will be John Jones and maybe Gusterson. Oh, wow. That's. Uh, I would love to see that again. Yeah. I just, man, if that happens, wouldn't it be great if Gustafson just, because I thought Gustafson won that first fight. I did too. I thought he won it. I did too. And I I don't know how you win a fight, get 
taken out on a gurney and the other guy like walks out and takes a yeah. he, he does a selfie with you in a gurney and him standing next to you <laughs> i was like yo man yeah. that's, that's pretty sad and embarrassing but uh it was good shit so that that could be big i still think that i don't know how poyer and diaz is after romero and and jacare like and i love yeah. jacare but like how is that not how the heck are you going to put Diaz and Poirier, especially in front of Romero and Jacare? And the only reason why I say that is, first of all, Romero's a freaking monster and a genetic freak. And everyone wonders why people keep saying that. Isn't he like 42 years old or something? <laughs> He's. I don't know. No, like seriously. I heard he was like. I heard he was like uh, somewhere around seventy-eight. Yeah, just all those. No, and it's just that good Cu- steroids. No, Cuba also doesn't. Uh, um, they always like when a, when and when Cubans come over. Remember, we heard the story about the Cuban kid that was playing in little league, but he was like eighteen years old. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that 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 sometimes they don't have the exact birth birth date that they were even born because of documentation yeah. and everything so that he's around they have him listed at 41 so i wasn't even joking he's like 41 years old but the reason they call In him Cuban that been years that means he's 78 he might be 78, 78 years old but look has he done steroids we could say that he's done steroids but he's been on the olympic team and they say if you go back and look at tape from when he was in he's always been jacked there's like no, yeah. there's no like, hey, look at this. Like there's even a John Jones uh, picture and you look at John Jones when he first came into the UFC and John Jones now and it's like, holy shit. But, you know, yeah. you also get stronger and you work out more. When when he first came into the, the league, was he, was he having all the, you know, attention and all the, the camps that, that he had now? You know, it's different. He didn't have the money. Sure. He didn't have the money. But at the same time, he came from, I don't know if they had a bunch of money, but his brothers were all in the NFL. I'm sure they could have spot him some workout equipment. Yeah. I'm sure he was, yeah. uh, I'm sure it was, uh, he had access to a gym when he started his of career. Some sort. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. That would be crazy. How are they going to put it? So the point I was making with the Romero and Sousa uh, thing is that, both of those fights could potentially be not, you know, boring fights, but they're grappler fights. You know what I mean? These are why yeah. why wouldn't you put Diaz and Poyer, which you know is gonna be come on, that's gonna be a great fight. That's gonna be yeah, a great for sure. fight. Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. I mean that that's I feel like and they're people punishing pay to see Nate Diaz. Yeah, people pay to see the Diaz brothers. Doesn't matter which one of them it is. You know? it's, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Like especially, I didn't. I could, I could catch Romero on like uh, the prelims, and I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't do that, but I mean, because his fights have been exciting, and and I want to see him. But yeah, even Jacare, like I'm a huge Jacare fan, but I'm sorry, you know, I wouldn't put you um, ahead of a, a, a Diaz Poirier fight. I wouldn't put you ahead of a Diaz anybody fight. Whoever the Diaz brothers are fighting, they can fight a kangaroo and I'd put him before you. <laughs> yeah. I'd still have him headlining over you. I'm sorry. 
just because he would slap the kangaroo and talk shit to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't even use your hands right trying to kick me with your feet. Boom. I'll break your tail. I don't know what he would say. That is what I imagine. What, uh, what Americans don't realize about say. kangaroos is that they're actually pretty good shit talkers themselves. They are. Those dudes do steroids. Look up somehow how big those guys get. I know. It's crazy. And it's not fair that they have that tail. It's it's no, cheating. It's like an extra limb. Extra stability. Nate. I I hate watching those shows like or videos where some dude decides to box a kangaroo. I'm just like it, it says nothing about the kangaroo, which usually kicks the dude's ass. And yeah. it says everything about how stupid we are, yeah, we are as a species. Everything. We put us. men on the moon and we box kangaroos. But did we, Nate? Did we put men on the moon? But did we? That's a subject for another podcast. Oh, man. I saw some. I heard of... that they shot JFK from the moon. <laughs> it's probably true. That's what I. Yep. That's true. That's an actual fact. So anything else about fighting? Do we have anything else to talk about? Like this grand this grand scheme of knowledge that we have portrayed today. Like, oh, oh yeah, man. I think he's 78 years old. He's, oh, you know, man. Well, we, you know what's us, the name man. of that chick that she fought? We always, we always heckle the fighters. This is what we do. Yeah. I don't I don't have anything else. We covered too much in our last episode. We like talked about all of the up and coming fights. What are we gonna talk about them again? Look. Should I go into my cosmic hug? Oh yeah, cosmic hugs. The, my cosmic hug, the, the portion new, of the Sucker Punch podcast where we segment. don't talk shit about somebody, but we pick someone who is an outstanding human being. And I have nominated, I don't know. Sam, if you've heard about this or if our listeners have heard about this officer, her name is Celeste Ayala, right? And she's an officer in Argentina. And I guess the story went that her and a few other officers had taken several kids out of a home that was just uh, in deplorable conditions. And so when they're at the hospital, she hears the youngest, I think the, the baby was like seven months old. And this lady... This officer, who is a mother herself, takes her breast out right there in the hospital and starts feeding this baby, you know. And this is amongst, like, here in the States where we have so much that we can argue about so little, you know. In the States here, it's like people offend, they're offended by women breastfeeding in public, like That's possibly insane. the most natural thing it's insane. The most natural thing that any human being can do besides fighting kangaroos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we have a problem with it, right? Yeah. And here, this lady went above and beyond. And, of course, she got promoted to sergeant. Thankfully, they recognized her. And I just want to recognize her, you know, because we talked. The first portion of this podcast was pretty sad. So I want to end it on a positive note. And say that there is hope for humanity out there. There's not. And sorry, there's ahead. some. <laughs> you continue. I'm sorry. There's okay. some. Agreed. That's another podcast in itself. Agreed there, to also, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. but uh, yeah. I mean, I just thought that was a heartwarming story. Nobody heckled her. Maybe possibly because she was in a different country yeah. than our ridiculous. I, I would United States. I really feel like 
somebody would object to that. But maybe not, and it doesn't matter. You know what? Shout out to Celeste Ayala. That that is that is good. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It's now I'm, I have to look up that story and. Yeah, and it, what cracks me up is when like you look at the picture because of course you know uh, somebody had to take a picture of it, and she's just she's in her uniform. She's got her boob out. She's feeding this. She has her breast out, and she's using it for the purpose it was made for by feeding another human being that that wasn't even her own. But the look on her face is kind of like, uh, yeah, I dare you to say something. I love it. It's a beautiful picture. What? Uh, so where did this happen? This was in Argentina. Oh, okay. And I yes. think there's another story about uh, an officer in Colombia that kind of did the same thing, but... No one cared. I kind of missed. I missed that one. Yeah. Well, that is good. I, I also that story about the um, they finally got to talk to and interview the kids that were trapped in the the cave in Thailand. Mm -hmm. Was it in Thailand? Oh yeah. Which that was crazy, man. That was crazy. That's one of those like, just it. They were not supposed to survive that. They were not. Right. And and how much, how much people had to come together to make that happen, to bring them home safe. Like, I mean, yeah, man. And then, you know, that's intense. That, one that guy that volunteered to do it, lost his life, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh -huh. Well, I think that was a great show. I think that was the best show we've done yet. It was full of, it was fantastic. It was the full of accurate MMA information. Oh. We were <laughs> spot on with all the details. And uh, yeah, man, it was it was a great thing. It was a great thing <laughs> to be a part of. So, I, I feel good about it. I do. I feel good about this. I don't know. I think we're going places. I think we're going places, Nate. Yeah. All right, man. I will see you, or maybe just talk to you next week, everybody out there, and Nate as well. Uh, I hope y'all have a great weekend. And um, yeah, that's it. 